0: And said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and the other disciples came to the sepulchre. And so they ran both together, and the other disciples did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. He stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulchre, and see if the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own house. I want to pause there just for a few minutes because I'm not real sure what that other disciple believed. You see, there's many areas and ways of belief. And I suppose when the way the scripture left is because they knew not or hadn't come to their recollection yet, because Jesus had told them time and time again that he had to die and raise again. But evidently it hadn't gotten in their minds yet. So all I can assume by that is he just believed that Jesus was gone. I don't think he had the slightest idea maybe where he was at. But because it says, then the disciples went away again into their own home. Right. Then we have a great lesson here by... A very, very persistent lady mm-hmm. was not willing to accept the fact that he was not there, was not willing to accept what the others seemed to accept that something had happened and they really didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, I want you to notice the eleventh verse, but Mary stood without at the supper weeping. In other words there was a concern in her heart and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the store in other words she was not satisfied just to in her grief to let it go I'm sure the others was concerned but knowing not what to do they simply just traveled to go to their home but this lady having known the presence of Jesus having been delivered from the demon forces of hell, had a certain relationship with Jesus that simply compelled her to find out where Jesus was. Mm -hmm. There was something inside of her in her grief. She was not satisfied just to walk away and leave the tomb empty. The Bible says as she looked into the sepulcher. Then things begin to happen. I think sometimes I love the song and the worship, but I think sometimes in our greatest grief, things begin to happen. Amen. Because the Lord sees us as we travel that road, He watches us as we hold on and grab for straws or anything to maintain our spiritual life, our calling in the Lord just any scripture Lord that you can give me that will help me in my dark hour of need I, I want to know what it is right. and sometimes in times like this we get past looking for the great supernatural things and we just want a word Hallelujah. Amen. we just want something that will <coughs> stabilize us something that will make us keep on looking and not giving up this lady of course with all her grief was soon to find some gratitude in what she was doing in her life as she looked in and the Bible says uh, in there are two angels in white sitting one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus was laid 13th verse and they say unto her woman why weepest thou she said unto them because they have taken away my Lord Mm. and I don't know where they put it now, in other words, there's something missing in her life. Yes. There's a doubt inside of her that she needs to be cleared up. And she said, there's a grief in her heart, something that has taken and oversh- overwhelmed her soul. And she said, I'm crying because I'm missing something. Yes. There's something in my life that ought to be there, yes. and it's not there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give up until I find out where it's at. I thought, God, in this dark day and age in which we live, we can shout the blessings of God, we can speak in tongues, we can do whatever we want to, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, we need to find that missing ingredient in our life. We need to search until we find where Jesus is. And this lady was not satisfied until she found out. She said, I have taken him away. I don't know what they've done with him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Now, there's lessons in that if we look at it, Mm -hmm. because sometimes in our doubts, sometimes in our fears, sometimes when something seems to be taken away from us, and we get sometimes so. Doubtful and so lonely and so despairing that when Jesus is there, sometimes we don't know He's there. That's right. We miss Him because we're looking for Him to come in some other way than what uh, from what we expect Him to come. We look for Him to come the way we want Him to come, and Jesus just said, "Woman, why are you crying?" Paraphrasing that, who are you seeking? Because she's supposing it was the gardener. Said, "Sir." If they have borne him here, tell me where they have laid him and I will take him away. Now, when we search that out and look at it, there is, uh, if a person doesn't have a tomb and nobody there to really claim the body and uh, so on, then they take them to the place called Geheni and they cast those bodies into the fire. And knowing that the uh, Jews and all of those was against Jesus. She was afraid that somebody had come and taken him out of that new tomb, and perhaps stolen him or taking him to Gahini and there uh, putting his body in the fire. And she loved him too much to see something that like that happen. And she said, if they've taken him away, I want to know where they've taken him. Now, common sense would say to her, give up. Nobody else is concerned. Nobody else cares. Not even His own disciples. Is here just this little woman on whom He had cast out seven devils? I believe it is. And she was so persistent because she recognized her need for Jesus. She knew that her life could not be balanced without Jesus. And God help us tonight to recognize that same thing and realize that our life is out of balance without Jesus. And if he's missing in our lives, let's stay on his trail until we find him, just like he was when he first came to us. She missed that voice of Jesus. She missed that authority in which he commanded even the devil that inhabited her for years and that authoritative voice of the master had simply challenged their right to be in there. And then he missed his loving kindness and his looks regardless of who she was and what she had done. Uh, She missed that soft voice that seemed to penetrate her spirit and lead her on when nothing else would do the job. She missed that. And she was not satisfied to leave him unfound. Let me say to you tonight, Jesus is usually someplace around. He wants us to seek him. Yes. The Bible says we need to seek him. And if we seek him, we'll find him. And then that was grief. I tried to somehow imagine what was going through her mind. It was hard enough to know they he had been crucified. It was hard enough for her mind not to grasp the fact that it would raise again. It was hard enough to know that she'd never hear uh, that voice anymore. That she'd never feel the tender touch of the master. It was hard enough to know that. And yet at at his tomb, she had missed him. She wanted to find out where he was at. And she wasn't satisfied with an unanswered question. Have she sought Him? Yes. Has she asked questions? And then grief. She followed that road of grief. What I'm saying tonight in our lives, there's roads of grief. All of us have traveled it. Some of us have traveled it as late. Others traveled it some time ago. Others will travel it. And it is a road that is heartbreaking. It is a road where we don't understand. Right. It is a road filled with questions and doubts. And fears and a despondency and a discouragement. And it's a hard road, it's not an easy one. And Jesus never intimated that it would be an easy one. And there's always, if we travel that road, always at the end of that, there'll be praise from our lips and gratitude from coming from our heart because we persisted in holding fast to his unchanging hand. And out in the darkness. She sees somebody, she had been so disillusioned, she had be so discouraged, she was crying, she didn't even know who it was. But one thing she would always remember, she would always remember a voice that spoke with power, that spoke with authority, that spoke with love, that spoke with tenderness, and spoke with compassion. She might not have recognized his physical appearance, and there's something uh, written in indelibly in that lady's heart about the voice of that one that challenged the devil right to be in her and spoke with a compassion that nobody else ever spoke to her with. And then she hears the words. "Rabboni." Hallelujah. That is, uh or she says that, she hears the word. Jesus says, Mary. Mary? Just like that, what does the Bible say? He knows our names. He knows who we are. None of the crud in this world that tries to disfigure us. None of the powers of hell that try to burn from us any desire to know Jesus. None of the disfigurement that they do to us. None of those things hide us from the Master. He still knows our name. And I've had a and you have too. In my darkest night of the soul and I heard the voice of Jesus and he never said much of anything else only he called my name. And he's called it in such a way at the same way he called me when I first came to him. And he called in a challenge and then in love and compassion and Mary immediately turned Herself and said, 16th verse, Rabboni, which is to say, you notice how she always made things personal. You know, up here she said, They've taken my Lord away. Didn't say they have taken the Lord away. They have taken my Lord away. And I don't know where He's at. He was personal to Mary. He ought to be personal to us tonight, saints of God. He ought to be personal to us. Yeah. We ought to recognize when He spoke out of the darkness. We ought to recognize when He got us by the hand and led us through our most difficult trial and grief mm-hmm. and wouldn't let us go and held on to us. Amen. And when we was about ready to slip and wondered of what value it is, He hear Him call our name and we hear that voice and know that He still knows where we're at. Yes. He still understands our problems. And that's to say, my master. My master. Right. I looked and I just had living there. And you don't know where I'm going. So if you don't understand me, that's fine. I don't either. Thank you, But my mind begins to wonder, of all those in the Bible that traveled a road of weeping and of grief. Oh God. And yet the Bible tells us that if we look And search the Bible, we'll find individuals in there that's underwent the same problems that we face. Individuals that have walked the road. Individuals that have been, had their hearts and lives filled with grief. Perhaps a loss of a loved one. Perhaps of just doubts and fears. Perhaps of just being beaten down in your spiritual life. Until, as I had somebody to say to me this past week, I just don't know if it's worth it or not. You know, that's a sad state of affairs. But the devil brings every one of us into that state sometime or other where we may never say it. But inside of us is something that says, I don't know whether I can handle another day like this or not. And I don't know whether it's even worth trying to walk any better on. than I walking. I and mean, you've got a lot of individuals that simply took their seats. Have sat down in their grief, doubts, and discouragement, and have never, never persisted long enough right. to hear the voice of Jesus penetrating the darkness and to let you know that He still knows your name. Amen. I'm in trouble when He forgets my name. And you're in trouble when He forgets your name. Right. Amen. Thank you. I looked at so many just went through my mind, just flashed through my mind at individuals that underwent trials and I thought of the demoniac. It's a good example of somebody that had lost his mind on everything. This, this man was so filled with the powers of evil. Uh, you know the old story where he was put in the tombs, cutting himself, not in his right, right, right mind, and simply uh, beset by the powers of evil. And that was the road to history. I don't know how long that he must have traveled that road i don't know when these things started i don't know when the first demon entered into him evidently at one time he must have been a very intellectual and a wise man but someplace down the road something went amiss something happened one demonic force entered in. Another one entered in. Until finally, he had no mind of his own. He had no power of his own. He was simply driven by a demonic force of power. And this was a road of grief and problem and trouble. And cut himself and cried all night in the tombs. And I'm sure he said to himself, Must never be no deliverance. I wonder sometimes, when we look at a lot of Christians, and I have, I have talked to Christians, I have talked to individuals, have just simply seemed like on their last leg. They simply don't know where to go from here. Everything that they ever imagined would happen in their life, right. every spiritual contest that they thought they would win, they seemed to be defeated. Every power of darkness simply, in they didn't seem to have any strength or power whatsoever. And By every evil demonic force of hell. That's simply cause you to mutilate yourself, howling and stream in the tombs. There must be his mind that there's no hope. Right. There's no hope for me. It's too far gone now. There's no hope in travel and walk that road for I don't know how long. But it just there will always be a Jesus. Hallelujah. And finally, the miracle worker. The one that knows where everybody is and what everybody's problem is. Hallelujah. I believe he saw that man before he ever got there. I think that man brought him to where he was at. Uh I think Jesus looked down and said, There's somebody that meets me, uh-huh. yes. and I'm not going to fail now. He gets in a ship and sails right over, and the first individual that he meets uh-huh. is that yeah. man filled with demons. Right. You would think that the most spiritual super saint would have been the first one that Jesus goes to, but it's never that way. He always goes into the depths. Of misery and despair. And always he's looking for what seems like the worst. Because they've traveled a long road. They've been disillusioned, hurt, and almost destroyed. And Jesus goes seeking for them. And the minute this individual laid his eyes on Jesus, he wanted to worship Him. He wanted inside so desperately to worship Him. And yet there was another controlling factor inside. And instead of saying, I worship You, Lord, He said, "Art thou come to Tarnas before our time. But Jesus knew that that wasn't the voice of the demoniac. He knew what was speaking inside. He understood what possessed him. And He was going to do something about it. He knows where you stand. He knows yes. what's been said in you. He knows all these things that's been going on, oh, on. And he still wants to do something Thank about God. it. Amen. Yeah, Thank, hey, Thank you. Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. I said he still wants to do something yes. about it. Yes. yes. Thank you. And he just yes. simply yes. cast them out. <coughs> and the Bible says, grieving period was over. <laughs> Ah, that. Hallelujah. That road had no already yes, been traveled. Yes. Yes, go and then, gratitude, yes, from the depths of his heart, the Bible says God. he was shedding, yes. clothed, and in yes. his right mind yes. by the Master. Yes. Yes. And what had happened? Yes. He had found him a witness for the whole community. Yes. Yes. And what he had done was pick that individual that traveled the lowest road of grief. Amen. Had understood, had knew when deliverance come, right. where he came from, and where he might have been. God, I've looked at my life, and you must have looked at yours. Okay. So, yeah. I have. seen individuals, and there's something raises up within the human flesh. I said, I don't want to be bothered by them. Uh-huh. I don't want to be tainted by them. Uh-huh. We worked with a lady in Bird's Eye, who was a lesbian. And there was something in my spirit that turned me completely off. I mean, I almost regurgitated when I heard and knew what had happened. A minute. And yet God had set her there. And she wanted so desperately, so desperately to be rid of that that was driving her that she had no control over whatsoever. And it took God. Yes. To make me realize she had traveled a long, hard road of yes. grief, looking down upon, yes. despised, had expelled almost from lives, and ostracized from uh, brothers and sisters, and almost cast out of the church. Right. And yet God spoke to me and said, she belongs to me. I still know her name. She don't want to travel this road. She wants some victory. She wants some relief. And as far as I know now, she got it. And she's still a minister for Almighty God. Because she walked the road. And the things she understands. Because she's been there. Yes. 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 God chose her. Thank God. Thank God. The last time I talked, a lot of times where she worked. There's a lot of them pass through. You can always tell, and she wasn't ashamed, you see, when God delivers, she wasn't ashamed to come when those same factors begin to bother her. She wasn't ashamed to come and say, Brother, Sister, Host Club, I need your prayers because those things are bothering me again, and I don't want to fall back into that same dungeon of despair. And immediately, because she recognized she needed somebody, had some crap from That's somebody. Right. Immediately, God dispelled those things. Thank you. And she stood with power and life of Almighty God. And we Amen. never get past needing Jesus, right. we always need Him. Doesn't make any difference where we come from Amen. or where we're going. We're going to always need yes, Him. Yes, we do. My situation may not be like yours. Mine may not be, me, uh, yours may not be like mine. No. But you'll never be any place where you don't need Jesus. That's right. That's right. Amen. When you follow that route, the individuals walking the road of grief and despair, mm-hmm. you cannot help. But look at the little woman, all those years with the issue of blood. I will say she spent every last dime she had yes. on yes. yes. physicians. I just talked to somebody this past week and I said, Don't you think it's about time that you was quit giving everything you've got to the physicians and begin to think about God? They haven't done you a dime's worth of good, probably never will. And you need God and you need Him bad. And you need saints of God to help you in this hour. To travel that road of doubt, fear, grief, misunderstanding, God only knows. I remember her last just simply by one little incident. Just simply fell apart. Had yes. her body fell apart. Had her mind fell apart. Had her spiritual insight fell apart. Mm-hmm. It would be easy to say, "Well, maybe you got yourself in it, get yourself out of it." But there's something inside that says she's walking wrong. Come on, it's a hard road. It's a road of grief and despair and doubts and tears. And you wonder, how did I ever get on this road? and how in God's name am I ever going to get off of it oh, how am I going to fight my rightful place? Amen. how am I going to get back to the place where I can unashamedly worship the Lord how am I going to get back to the place where I can believe Him and stand on His word Amen. Amen. And this lady with the last last ounce of strength she has and I won't bear on that long reached out and touched the hymn on the garment of the lord now she had said if i can judge you see she didn't say i want him to stop and come into my house had to proclaim healing and all of this she simply was so tired and so weary and so disenchanted that all she wanted was just one little touch uh-huh. of the garment of jesus and that's what happens when we get on the road to grief. Amen. That's what happens. We're not asking for big things anymore. We don't care about big things anymore. All we're asking is for one little sign that God still knows. Yes, God. One little sign that God has left us. One little sign that what everybody said is not told. And we search God and seek Him for little things. Amen. Just a touch. Amen. Just the scripture. Oh, Just the power. Of glory. Just a motivating a little bit. Just something to begin with. To start with. The Bible says, she touched his heart. And then there filled her heart with a gratitude that I don't suppose any of us sometimes understand. There was a lady that was dead. A lady that was dying. Just one little touch. What's inner garment? But what value is that? We could get intellectual in that area, but forget it. It's not an intellectual time anyway. But what value, and yet, she had her whole life, her whole being, tied up in that one little touch. That's all she loved. And when she touched, the Bible says something went through her. She hadn't felt this way ever. She didn't know that there was anybody living around that could do this. And everything went through her. She knew she was healed. And then gratitude stirred in her heart as she began to thank God for her life. For life. Thank you. Joyce's daughter to point her face. And on the way. You see, sometimes we want God like that. But on the way to Joyce's house is where that little lady interrupted the parade. And I don't know how much time it took as he dealt with her. Right. And right. all at the same time, here was this man who got oh, yes. there first. Yes. who laid it all out before him and said, My daughter is at the point of death. Won't you come? And Jesus says, I'll come and heal you. Hey, that was a promise. Yes. But something didn't get inside of Sometimes God says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And yet, when darkness envelops us, It's not there. The word doesn't seem to be enough. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. And so, that was done on his way. But they made him. Says, you're no going to you? Oh, God. You're talking about a road in the He traveled there. He'd been there. he watched Jesus healed. But he never really saw anybody raised in the dead. Right. But Jesus, having been contacted, having been gotten to, never forgets. He didn't turn around and say, she's dead, forget it. Just said, Take me to where she is. Amen. Take me to where she is. All those professional mourners there was, really have their time. I go to a lot of funerals and I see professional mourners. Oh yes. I mean, I see them there just like brothers. That's right. Just seemingly waiting for somebody to die so they'll have some place to go. You. Alright, you've seen them, you know they're there. You know they're not the least bit concerned about you or about anybody, uh, the individual is there, or about the family. Hardly even know them. Those professional mourners was in their heyday. And Jesus says, I don't need you. In other words, He's saying there's nothing to mourn about. There's nothing, for no reason for you to be here. Of course, they always had professional mortars back then, those that really knew how to make a noise. But right. uh, Jesus is saying, and that was all right, He didn't, uh, he didn't tell them that uh, they, they shouldn't have be doing that, He just said, we don't need you. Right. In other words, He was about ready to do something, Now there wasn't any reason for mortars to be there. Right. In other words, He was about ready to breathe some life yes. into amen. that dead child. He was about ready to do away with the grief from that individual. And he looked at her, took her by the hand, and said to lift a kuma, and took her by the hand, and raised right. her up and gave her to the parents hey. of ours, thank God! Hey. And gratitude swelled hey. in hey. their hey. spirit, because hey. they stayed longer enough. I know that what Jesus says is about to come to pass, but in closing I say, one of the greatest lessons of God has ever given anybody have we missed it so much. was in the life of the best friends that Jesus ever had. He was always in their home. They had treated Him royally at all times. And that's Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Right. Check. And you can know Jesus. And you can be close to Him. Yes. But that doesn't take away the fact that grief is going to get in your that's way. That's true. That's, true. that's true. That doesn't do it. I mean, you can live the best life that you know how to live. And you can be the best saint and pray the most precious prayer, but that doesn't keep you from walking a road of grief and despondency and discouragement. It's out there. And sometimes, someplace, we're going to walk even more times than that. But I will guarantee you one thing. If you had walked through it once, and you come through it and you knew Jesus was there, and you swelled with the gratitude of knowing that he brought you out, the next time it'll be easier because he's proved himself. Amen. Amen. The message comes to Jesus. And it's such a pathetic thing. I wondered if I was in the place of Jesus. How could he do that? I. him, Lazarus is sick. Yes. And he died, and Mary and Martha, who has taken care of you, (laughs) didn't say that, but they've taken care of you and put meals on your table and fed you and worshipped you. And they want you to come. Yes. And Jesus intentionally let them walk that road of grief a little while longer. Why does he do these things? For the most part, to teach you something. Right. For the most part, to see if we can endure the same thing the world endures and do it better than they do. Right. Right. And want to go better than they want. And endure the same things better than they endure. Because Jesus is there. Yes. Sometimes you don't have any reason to believe He's there other than what He said. Amen. Because in those times you can't feel it, In those times you don't get a tingling up and down your spine. And in those times you can hardly even pray. Right. In those times it's really hard for you to believe. Yes. But I'll tell you what, to a saint of God, there's a stubborn, stubborn streak inside of Him that knows who God is yes, and knows what God is and knows what God has done and He gives hold of that, horns to the altar and gets a hold of that and don't turn loose until there's a gratitude swelling in our spirit and in our heart until we find an answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus tearing. And then He left and He was met. By Mary, which one met him first? Mary? Martha. Martha Martha. Martha met him first. And she was so grieved and so disappointed in Jesus. Have you ever been disappointed in Jesus? Come on. And yet there was something that made you ashamed to either say that or don't. Come on. I've told him a lot of times I'm disappointed in him. (laughs) He's probably told me more times than one he's disappointed in me. But the first thing Martha said was, I'm disappointed in you, Lord. I thought our friendship mixed. I thought you cared about Lazarus. And now you could have been here and you wasn't. I looked for you. I just knew you would come. I just knew he wouldn't die. And now he's dead. Lord, I'm so disappointed in You. Well, I don't know what to do. And Jesus does His best with a point of mind. He does His best with that. And He says, your brother's going to live again. <laughs> and of course, Martha said, well, I know that. I know in the great, Resurrection. direction. I know all that. But friend, there's this Sometimes, that the resurrection doesn't help you much. That's right. All right. There's right. just sometimes when grief surrounds you so much and loneliness presses in so much that you know there's a resurrection. You know without a shadow of a doubt they're going to raise again. But that's not taking care of your loneliness right now. Right. Yes. Yeah. As the roads are walking. And Mary said, Martha, I know, I know. But there was still that disappointment. Mary comes to him, same old story. Same old story, Lord. You had been here. Our brother had not died. In other words, she said the same thing. And don't you look down on them. Because if we admit it, it's been a lot of times. Hermes said, Lord, I'm so disappointed in you you let me down so much that I don't know which way to turn and I don't know what to do. And when I thought you would be my side, and when I thought you would fight my battle, when I thought you would be there as my friend, I've been left open, packed to the enemy. I don't know which way to turn. And that song out to the heart of Jesus that he even cried. Yes, yes. Oh, God. I think it really bothers him Mm -hmm. when we don't believe him. Mm -hmm. Can you say amen? Amen. I believe it really touches him. I don't know that he gets mad at us, but I think it really hurts him inside for us to think that he didn't know what's best for us, that he didn't have our life in balance, he didn't know where he's going i didn't know what was necessary for us i didn't know what we needed in our life i think it hurts him yes for us not to just place our life in his hands and say lord it doesn't make any difference what road i have to travel if it's grief if it's despair or whatever i know i'll come out on the other side filled with glory and power they brought him to the tomb. He stands there. He says, last, come forth. Oh, if they would have just known. Him. If they could just see, and I'm sure in their spirit they were probably wondering, to be what's done with you what's he trying to do anyway? He done messed up. He's done messed up. And yet, when they saw that man come out of there wrapped in those great clothes,
1: he came out of there
0: and Jesus looks at him, and says to those clothes that wrapped him and helped him there and let him loose him and let him go this man was restored alive to those sisters and we've been restored yes. I thought as I thought of that and it just went through my mind and just I thought God I have followed a lot of loved ones to the grave God I wish they were here now mm-hmm. friends and Sister and mom and dad and ministers. But I asked God one sick little fever. God heal them. Touch their body. Only to see die. As so I looked at that, I thought, God. We've laid it in the tree. We've traveled a long road of grief. Yes. It takes a long time to forget a woman. In fact, you never do. Time just makes it easy. And you carry inside of you a certain amount of grief. It's a long road. My friend, there's three days and there'll be gratitude in your glory. Life. Glory. I've laid the you. Blade yes. blade Thank sleeping you. in Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Thank knew you. what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus knew where life was going to go. Thank forth. you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus understood, and we. Yes. Knew. Yes. We laid them in the earth and they slept <laughs> until the morning of a resurrection. And our grief, our burdens, our heartaches, our questions inside of us never go away. And won't until we hear His voice, and this time He'll not just call one name, He'll sound a trumpet. And the Bible says all the dead in Christ for Christ. And I thought, my God, through all this grief and these walkings, all these fears and doubts, and all this that comes and says, will they ever really be a resurrection? Have you ever even thought of that? I've heard it for years. Will He ever really come? Are we ever going to really see them again? Have all those doubts and tears that inhabit this whole earthly, fleshly body. It's going to be eliminated when we stand there that day and watch them get up out of the grave, victorious yes. over death, hell yes. and the grave. By Jesus Christ, and then have been gratitude inside, swelled, because we have kept the pain and we have finished our course and we've kept the pain that Jesus asked us to keep. And we've held on to a glimmer of hope and would not turn it loose And even a candle in the darkness was enough for us. Amen. We didn't ask for a spotlight. All we asked was for one little gleam of hope. And Jesus supplies it. And when He does, I'm closing. When He does, get a hold of it. Amen. It may be the very thing you need. To be able yes. to be what God wants you to Yes, Jesus. Do. Thank you, God. To stand where God wants you to stand. This thing's not over Yes, yes. Come on. It's not over No, No, no. Not, yes. yes. not yes. a long It's up. not over. But when we recognize we have roads to travel, I thought, my God, of those individuals in the foxes Book of Mormon. That underwent those heinous things. And it looked like if there wasn't God, at least, at least He could help them in those areas where the death wouldn't be that way. When you look on the surface of it, what a terrible death to die. Yeah. But yet, when you watch how they did it, you have to know that they're in the midst of all of their pains and grief. Was God. Amen. That was able to carry them through. Amen. The Bible tells about individuals burned at the stake. Yes. Fire consuming them mm-hmm. And they're praising God. Yes. And speaking in a heavenly language. Yes. Until it consumed their lips and their voice. Yes. Pray there has to be more than yes. we've ever seen. Yes. Hallelujah. able to do Hallelujah. This. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, not much use for much life until we need it. That's right. And as long as we've got the Holy Ghost, and as long as we use that, it's good for any sadistic things there is. Yes. It'll help us to. Yes, we never the travel Many of us have traveled it, many of us are. There's an end. Mm-hmm. The end of the way yes. is Jesus. Yes. Oh, he's always been there, you know why? Because he's already been there. Yes. You see, he travels it twice. Uh-huh. He walks it himself and then he comes back. And he walks it with you. Yes. Thank you. And then he comes back and he walks it with you. Come. And we want to in the beach. Yes not just church body life but it's concerned about us identity. he knows where you're at he knows you problem. he hasn't lost track of you and all he wants you to do is get that stubborn spirit inside of you It says I won't prove I will prove I don't understand. What is it Peter said when the Lord looked at him and said, Will you also go away? And Peter said, I really don't have any good reason. I don't stay. There's so many things happening that I don't know anything about. But he said, I don't know where we'd go. I learned I don't know where else there's to go. Now, I look around, and God, and I don't see a lot of things that you've done. But he said, you're the only one that I know of that has the words of eternal life. There is not any place else. It's in God. And whether we understand his program or not, and whether we understand how he leads us or not, there's no place else we can go. I do know and you have the words yes. of eternal life. Yes. Stand, with Stand with me. Stand Thank you, Jesus. And now leave your seat and come right up here and just say, Lord, I've traveled the road. I or I am traveling the road. And it's not a good road and it's not a comfortable road. it's not a road that I want to be on. But if you place me here, Lord, it's a road I'm going to stay on until I can find someplace somewhere where there's gratitude in my spirit. Lift your hands and praise God. Come on, say Get your hands up for you. have got too much to praise God for. He's, God, far. he's God, brought you, God, you thus far. He's been there. I don't care whether he seems to be there or not. He's been there. And he's there now. And he's going to always be there. And he's got your problems in his pocket. And he cares about what's happening in your life. And he's just simply saying, Believe on me. Believe on me. Trust me. I know what's best for you. I know where I'm taking you. I'll never leave you alone. I'll never forsake you. Yes. I'll be there. Yes. Don't let no man you, take your we'll family. You, Don't let nobody take your oh, family. Oh, fast to it. Death is robbers. Death is robbers. Yes. Yes. Individuals made men out to meet God prematurely. Yes. All against all the prayers that we, we ever pray. Not understanding, and yet there's a question inside, and the devil says, God don't care about you, God don't know where uh, where you're at, God don't understand it. And yet inside, the Holy Ghost whispers, doesn't shout, but he whispers and says, Trust me, I know where you're at, I know where you're going. And you know what's going to happen? We can get the best of this thing. There's a world out here. Really suffering. Yes. Amen. And I'm in this world. Yes. I do not have God. I need to may have churches. Mm-hmm. But what this world needs yeah. is somebody that's been tried and yes. tested in truth. Oh, Amen. Amen. That's been there. Let's yes. say yes to Jesus. Oh, I know things yet the in our life that we don't understand we still know It's just, God. He can do what he gets ready to do. Yeah. In our life, our problem yeah. is living yeah. to that. It's Thank you. Thank you. But why